Hello and welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Tuesday, July 25th. I'm Orlando Montoya. On today's episode, UPS will not be going on strike. Public transportation in Gwinnett County will be getting a boost in federal funds. And a Marietta native has just signed the most expensive contract in NBA history. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Georgia businesses are breathing a sigh of relief as shipping giant UPS and the Teamsters Union reached a tentative deal today to avert a strike. Georgia Tech economics professor Tibor Besadesh says a strike would have hit small businesses the hardest. He says the prolonged uncertainty of the past few weeks might prompt many of them to become more cautious about their shipping options. I do think that firms will start to diversify how they ship to consumers. Just because relying on a single shipper, clearly there's some risk associated with that. Headquartered in Sandy Springs, north of Atlanta, UPS is one of the state's largest companies with more than 300,000 union workers nationwide. The Biden administration has set a new rule to clarify and enforce a 2008 mental health parity law. GPB's Ellen Eldridge reports the federal standards closely mirror those set by Georgia lawmakers in 2020. The new rule requires health plans to evaluate their coverage for compliance, set out-of-network payments, and it closes a coverage loophole in the original act for state and local governments. Kristen Link-Young is the special assistant to the president for health and veteran affairs. Today's rule codifies changes to that law and makes clear that state and local government health plans, just like all other employer health plans, have to be in compliance and they have to provide adequate mental health benefits that are really at parity with the physical health benefits they provide. Young says preventing a mental health crisis with good care ultimately saves lives and money. For GPB News, I'm Ellen Eldridge. Public transportation in Metro Atlanta's Gwinnett County will see some major changes after a $20 million boost in federal funding. GPB's Amanda Andrews reports. Senator John Ossoff and Representative Lucy McBath joined officials from Gwinnett County and the U.S. Department of Transit to announce the new project. The funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law will be used to replace the Gwinnett Place Transit Center with an improved facility. Gwinnett District 2 Commissioner Ben Koo says the updated center will have new services for riders and bus operators. That will offer travel training and help riders with disabilities seek mobility assistance and qualify for paratransit service. 12 bus bays with amenities including overhead canopies, real-time displays and seating, and designated bays that will accommodate electric vehicle charging. County officials will finalize the design over the next two years and then begin construction. For GPB News, I'm Amanda Andrews. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelski, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform. The Georgia Ports Authority is reporting its second busiest year ever, despite a decline in the volume of retail goods moving through their seaports. 
The agency said today that the Port of Savannah handled about 5.5 million container units in the fiscal year that ended in June. That's about 7% down from the previous year, a dip attributed to excess inventories following the post-pandemic spending boom. Ports Authority Executive Director Griff Lynch says that last year's container volumes are still up 20% over fiscal year 2019 before the COVID-19 pandemic. When you think about why that's happening, we've, we've talked about this in the past, the population growth we see in the southeast, the demographics, the manufacturing that's happening here. Hyundai is a great example. Hyundai is building a $5 billion electric vehicle plant west of Savannah, And although it's unknown if the automaker will export any Georgia-made vehicles, Lynch expects an influx of parts and supplies. Helping young Georgians after they age out of foster care can benefit some Georgia taxpayers. GPB's Devin Swalt has that story. A new nonprofit has launched to help Georgians contribute to a state tax credit program that's aimed at helping the roughly 700 young Georgians who age out of the foster care system each year. Fostering Success Act, Inc. will help taxpayers submit applications to the Georgia Department of Revenue to qualify for the program. Contributions to the program go towards services like housing, food, and transportation to help support these young people while they attend college or technical school. For GPB News, I'm Devin Zwald. Former President Jimmy Carter's cousin, Hugh Carter Jr., has died. The former president's grandson, Jason Carter, said today that the family is deeply saddened by the death of Hugh, also known as Sonny Carter, who owned an Atlanta publishing company for nearly three decades. He was part of the famous Peanut Brigade that helped propel Jimmy Carter to the presidency and later served as a high-level assistant in the Carter administration. Hugh Sonny Carter was 80 years old. A California-based kitchen products design and marketing company plans to build a distribution center in southeast Georgia's Effingham County. Bradshaw Homes says the 1 million square foot facility near Meldrum will create at least 230 new jobs and open in November. A $25 million federal grant to fund a portion of the Atlanta Beltline's Northeast Trail could be a significant step in helping complete the massive urban revitalization project ahead of its 2030 deadline. That's the news Atlanta Beltline Incorporated President and CEO Clyde Higgs delivered during a press conference yesterday. Higgs said 80% of the Atlanta Beltline will be completed within the next two years or under construction. The $25 million grant will go toward construction of more than two miles of the Northeast Trail and connector trails, including Peachtree Creek and Path 400 trails, in the Armour Drive Business District and residential areas between Midtown and Buckhead. The funding will also go toward the Beltline's first connection to MARTA at Lindbergh Center Station south of Buckhead. The Beltline's $25 million grant is due to President Biden's $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill to invest in rebuilding America's roads, bridges, and rails. The bill also focuses on equity by funding projects that work to reconnect communities that were divided years ago by rail lines and highways. Former University of Georgia football player Adam Anderson still hopes to play in the NFL after he was sentenced to a year in jail for sexually assaulting two women. A state judge in athens Clark County yesterday sentenced Anderson for the 2020 and 2021 assaults. The 23-year-old originally faced felony charges, but they were reduced to misdemeanors in a plea deal. He'll serve the sentence at the county jail. His attorney says Anderson plans to pursue a professional football career after serving the sentence. 
1903 Greek Revival-style mansion in Savannah's historic district has sold for $6.1 million, making it the district's most expensive home ever. Real estate news outlet Mansion Global reported the sale in a story shared on social media by real estate agent Austin Hill, whose company listed the home. The home overlooks Savannah's famous Forsyth Park and its iconic fountain. Mansion Global did not report the buyer's names. Outside of the historic district, the only larger residential real estate deal in the Savannah area was the $6.8 million sale of the former residence on Wilmington Island of celebrity chef Paula Dean in 2020. And Jalen Brown, a Marietta native and Wheeler High School graduate, has just signed a five-year, $304 million contract extension with the Boston Celtics. The deal at this moment is the most expensive contract in NBA history. It will pay Brown an average of just under $61 million per year. And that's it for today's edition of Georgia Today. If you'd like to learn more about these stories, visit gpb.org news. Hit subscribe on this podcast. Take a moment. Do it now to keep us current in your podcast feed. And if you have feedback, we'd love to hear it. Email us at georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Orlando Montoya, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.